get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN, and we are happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline right now to be joined by our friend, the Cardinals insider for The Athletic. She is Katie Wu joining us here on the show. Katie, we appreciate the time. As always, I understand it was a very big weekend for you personally, although a rough weekend for the Cardinals up in Cleveland. How was the Taylor Swift experience for you? Oh my gosh, thank you so much for asking. It was truly an iconic performance. And I was really going to make a slideshow presentation to bring to my pals in the press box yesterday. But unfortunately, the footage that I captured from the experience, that the, I went to the second night of the Eras tour in New Jersey. The videos, um, the sounds that I'm making in those videos can never be heard again. I thought she eliminated, I thought you weren't allowed to take any video of her concert. Did you break the law? No, no, you can take videos, definitely. Yeah, don't worry. Um, I have plenty that will never, again, see the light of day. So, Katie, state your case because there's somebody on this show that believes live concerts are a joke and they're not any worth anything. And let's just say that's not me or Alex because we both enjoy live music because we don't hate ourselves. Yeah, live music is actually enjoyable to go and see. You know, when I was talking to Tanner very briefly, because we're just going to air him out here. Yeah. Um, he said, he, I when I called this experience life-changing, he said he could not relate and that he actually hadn't had very many life-changing things, maybe ever. So we just have to get him out there and get him more cultured. Uh, great concerts coming to St. Louis this summer. Let's get it. Let's just take him there. Well, his life-changing moment has probably been going to the Sodi shop back in Olney, <laughs> Illinois. Katie, if you could take him to one concert, what would it be? For, for you to be able to change his life, change his experience with uh, concerts. I'm trying to think. Other than uh, T-Swift, of course. Yeah, not Taylor Swift. Yeah. Somewhere where he would really thrive and you could uh, maybe... Tanner seems like a pit bull kind of guy, doesn't he? Oh, I was thinking like, post shirt on. Like I was his shirt on, button, Katie, sunglasses on, fist pumping in the in the stands. I actually think I think Pitbull would put on an amazing show, and I that's that's the kind of guy where like you don't really know that you know Pitbull until you hear his songs. You're like, oh yeah, um, and he advocates for Fireball, and so do I. So let's that. do that. Let's do that. I just like to see Tanner in like one of those pink. Collared polos, like buttoned down to his chest, just fist pumping. I feel like he'd be the double co- po- uh, <laughs> collar popped. <laughs> I, I, I saw a guy with there. a popped collar this weekend on a golf no, course. Didn't. I didn't even realize people still popped collars. I bet they don't. They oh, don't. they do. Oh, they this do, guy apparently. did. And I, I, was, I had flashbacks to Hollister back in grade school where I used to pop the collars. <laughs> I feel like Katie probably saw at least one or two of oh, those yeah. in East Rutherford, New Jersey this weekend. <laughs> Katie, all right, let's get to the Cardinals. Uh, you got back for one hell of an uh, opportunity to watch the Cardinals yesterday. What has happened to this offense, Katie? You know, it's actually funny because around the sixth inning, I had this realization that the athletic, we don't have a Royals writer currently. And I was looking at the box score and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is about to take a turn for me for the work. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was realizing what was going on with this uh, bid for the first ever combined perfect game. But beyond that, I think if you put the rather uninspiring performance from the Cardinals yesterday aside, you're looking at, and I know this is going to get or elicit a lot of eye rolls, but hear me out. 
Let me do the full monologue here. The Cardinals were playing their 18th out of 19 straight games. They not only, not only is that a tough ask in any part of the season, they've had to climb and claw themselves back to relevancy after starting 10 and 24. And that alone has been exhausting. You put that in, uh, you also add that to the perspective of playing 19 straight. And I think that's why you're seeing the overall low quality and at-bats, the lackluster offense. We know what the Cardinals offense is capable of doing. We've seen it, especially in the middle part of May when they were busting out seven runs a game effortlessly. I 100% agree that when you are playing teams uh, such as the Reds, the Guardians, the Royals, you need to do better than splitting the series at best. But I think that we can maybe couple in fatigue just based on how this May has gone with the schedule and the fact that the Cardinals have had to play basically perfect baseball just to be at eight games under 500. That's their own doing based on how April went. But I would really attribute fatigue more than anything into this offense. I do think the Cardinals will benefit extremely from those two days off. Again, a lot of eye rolls about, oh, they're playing 19 games straight, but they're tired. I think it's much more complex than that. When you really look at the quality of baseball the Cardinals had to play just to, you know, inch back closer into contention, you're seeing guys press. They could really use days off. You look around the clubhouse, and they just look gassed. So I'm actually not too worried about the offense for now. I think we'll start to see a much better Cardinals team starting Friday. My only concern with this offense, Katie, and I mean, I, I've heard that pushback also from a lot of people that say it has been a lot of games. Our text line. Yeah, our text line, essentially. But they're also yeah. calling us pretty stupid, so that's fine also. But my, my uh, checks out. My, my cons- Whoa, hang on, hang on a second, Katie. No, no, for the text Whoa, line. Come, you know on the now, text come on now, come on now. My only concern with this offense is if they lose one bat, whether it's Paul Goldschmidt or, Nor- or Nolan Arenado, or even if it's Nolan Gorman, since he's been kind of a catalyst for this team for a little bit of time, Everybody else seems to disappear, and that to me is not a recipe for long-term success if you can't withstand the loss of impact bats. Yeah, I think that's a great point and something we talked to Nolan Arenado about last night or last yesterday. When uh, the, we talk a lot about how hitting is contagious, right? You know, you see guys get hot, and all of a sudden, one through nine guys are banging out hits. Not hitting can also be contagious, and uh, when you see guys like Nolan and Wilson Contreras, who had a rough Ohio trip. Um, you've seen Paul Goldschmidt needing a couple of days just to get his off his feet for half a game or so in DH. You've seen guys just really kind of grind through his ass, Nolan Gorman, Paul DeYoung. Again, I think that goes into just more of the brutal stretch of the season. And these guys that we just mentioned were instrumental in that stretch where the Cardinals had won 11 of their last 14 in, in mid-May. Um, I can agree to some point, but I really think once, he's getting, once you start getting guys clicking again and – we can evaluate this team a little bit more after this, after today in this 19-game stretch. We'll be able to see if they're more resilient. I really do think that they are. I think guys right now, and you can just look at the quality of bats again, are just gassed. And I don't think this is a Cardinals offense that we're seeing over the last week that's indicative of who they really are. But, of course, it helps when you can rely on guys like if Nolan Gorman has an off day, which he will, he's allowed to. Um, you know that you have six or seven guys that can back him up. We've seen that. Hopefully, for the Cardinals' sake, that was not a fluke, but more of a, you know, something they can rely on going forward. Katie, it's been 12 starts since Adam Wainwright last went more than six innings. In those last 11, he's gone 55 innings and has a 6.7 ERA. This is dating back to September of last season, basically since the comebacker that he took on the knee against Atlanta. This is not to be critical of Adam Wainwright, but... 
Is it fair at, at a certain point to say, hey, Wayno's a number five starter. He's going to give you five innings and he's going to give you a chance to be able to win that game. And that's kind of all that is reasonable to expect from him. I, I feel like I'm kind of there with Wayno. Are you there yet? And if not, how, how much longer of a leash do we give him before we get to that point? I'm not there yet, but I can certainly understand the reasoning and the, the reasoning and the rationale behind it. And the reason I'm not there yet is because I feel like you can look at all, every one of Adam's five starts this season or this season so far and see a play that was just kind of wonky or kind of weird, a batted ball that got through. Yesterday you had two hot shots to Donovan that he usually makes, Paul Goldschmidt usually makes, that led to some blow-up innings. And it seems like he's almost there and something goes a little off every start. Now, you can make the argument that he is a pitch-to-contact guy and that's what happens when you load a staff that doesn't have a lot of swing and miss and does pitch-to-contact because guys get on base. And when guys get on base, you can't really be a pitch-to-contact guy. You're setting yourself up for not a lot of success there. But I think maybe a couple more starts for Wainwright. You want to see more efficiency. I do believe he's more of a back-end-of-the-rotation guy right now. Certainly fair to see to say that he's a number five uh, based on his performance so far. But I still think you're going to be able to get a little more length out of Adam. I can certainly see him being a six-inning guy going forward. Just has to figure out, and sometimes baseball is weird, baseball is wonky how to eliminate those high-stress innings and get some plays behind him made or some soft contact that falls through. A lot of that is just baseball, but certainly I think Adam expects a lot more out of himself, and I think he'd be the first to say that. It hasn't been the start to the season that he's envisioned at all, uh, but I think I'll give him a, two more starts or so to see where he's at before we go with their expectations. Keep in mind, Miles Michaelis had an April that was not at all indicative to what the Cardinals expected, and over his last three starts, he's more or less been the exact same pitcher that he was in 2022 Katie on the uh, roster side of things I know a lot of Cardinals fans are irritated the fact that Trez Barrera is on this roster still and Luke and Baker is tearing it up in the minors and now you've got the potential injury with Lars Newtbar and Jordan Walker down in the minors could you see any roster moves taking place whether it's today or in the next couple of days I would be surprised. I wouldn't rule it out if a roster, I'd be surprised, but again, I wouldn't rule it out if a roster move came today just because there are two off days. So if Lars is dealing with some back spasms, I don't think that they would make a roster move. They would probably just hope that three days off would uh, help them be ready for Friday. I do think the Cardinals will have some roster shakeup in terms of current role and, and maybe some guys coming up. Part of the reason the Cardinals kept Trace Barrera up, one, he is huge in the clubhouse. He keeps, and this is something I wasn't really familiar with until I started talking to guys. He keeps guys light. He's informed. He's prepared. And in the middle of 19 games, you need some camaraderie in there. You need someone that's kind of going to be loose and keep the low stress environment. The pitchers respond to him well. I know we're not seeing him in games a lot. But another point that was brought up to me was they need three catchers in the middle of 19 games because sometimes guys are going to be off. Sometimes you're going to have a full off day for Contreras or a full off day for Kisner. So you're going to need that third catcher. I don't think that's a practice the Cardinals will carry in a normal part of the schedule, but one that they felt like they had to just to keep their bases covered if they wanted to rest guys. We saw Wilson Contreras get a day off, a full day in Cincinnati. You can't afford to just have Andrew Kisner out there for nine innings because, you know, hopefully this would never happen. But in case he did suffer an injury or something, you need someone off the bench. I know Brendan Donovan can play like every position alive, but you don't really want him behind the plate. So that was a lot of the rationale that kept Barrera in there. Going forward, I think we could see some changes with the outfield. Um, there's still no really update on Tyler O'Neill. Dylan Carlson is progressing in, in a good direction, but he'll need a rehab starter too before he comes back. 
Um, but really, I think the biggest change that we can highlight potentially coming is the restructuring of the rotation. Um, Ollie Marmels told me yesterday the Cardinals likely will not do a six-man rotation. It will be a five-man rotation going forward, and it will be one of Matt's or one of Matthew Libertor. It won't be both. Um, it's a little bit uh, out of practice or uncommon for teams to carry three left-handed starting pitchers anyway. How they're going to evaluate, we saw a little bit yesterday with Matt's coming out of the bullpen. They want to see how comfortable Steven is coming out of the bullpen. The velo was up. The command was a bit better. Certainly doesn't hurt to keep Steven in the long inning left-handed relief spot in the bullpen going forward just to see how he can improve on the overall things that we've talked about extensively on the show. And also wouldn't hurt to give Libby a chance to have a consistent start in the rotation. If I'm predicting anything, it would be that come Friday, the Cardinals have restructured their rotation and have put Libby in the five, the number five spot and put Matt in the bullpen. Of course, that could change, but that's the cha- uh, what I'm anticipating going forward. Interesting. Some good insight there from Katie Wu on what the Cardinals are planning to do with their rotation. Katie, we appreciate the time. As always, we'll certainly be reading over at The Athletic and following you at Katie J. Wu for all of your latest updates on Taylor Swift uh, meanderings. Yeah. We appreciate the time as always. We'll talk with you again next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.